Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of Realizing Destiny with Destiny Thomas. Remember, the key to finding your purpose is realizing that it can't be found without prayer. All right, guys, if you know anything about me, you know I love feedback. I love to know how I'm doing, how I can make things better for you all. So please, please, please don't forget to leave your review after listening to the episodes. I really, really, really appreciate it. And plus, the more reviews you guys leave, the more people will be able to notice and hear about this podcast and be able to get all the gems, jewels, diamonds, and rubies that you are getting as well. So please don't forget to leave a review. This episode of the Realizing Destiny podcast is brought to you by Purpose Filled Prayer Coaching. So many times people shy away from praying for healing and breakthrough for themselves and others because they believe that prayer is assigned only to pastors and other church officials. This program strives to break that thought pattern and open people up to what prayer really is and how it can be used effectively. Hey, 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 here we are with another episode of Realizing Destiny, the podcast. We just heard from the amazing Natasha Chimney of She Who Embraces. And today we will be hearing from Ruth Joseph of I Am Ruth Joseph. But as you guys know, before you hear from her and about her amazing story, I'm going to uh, open us up with a word of prayer. And as we have been seeing lately, I have met Ruth through Instagram, like the last couple of ladies who have been up here. So that's always a treat for me because I get to know and learn more about them right with you all. So we're all on this ride together. So here we go. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you and praise you first for waking us all up this morning and allowing us to see another day. God, I ask that your will be done. God, that you, that the words that leave our lips today, God, be the words directly from you. God, you are the only one that can use one message to reach every single person in the room. So God, I ask that you have your way. God, that there will be seeds planted tonight, God, that will sprout up a harvest they won't have room enough to receive. God, I ask that you touch the mothers out there that will be listening to this particular series for that particular reason. God, I ask that you touch the fathers, God, that you touch every single one of us and continue to reveal to us what it is that you have designed for us, God, who it is you intricately made us to be for your kingdom, for your glory. So God, I just thank you and praise you in Jesus Christ's mighty name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. So as I said, guys, we have Ruth Joseph up here. Ruth, if you could just say hi to everyone for me. Hey, everybody. How are you guys? And thanks so much for having me, Destiny. I really do appreciate it. Of course. Of course. Thank you for being open to doing this with me. I appreciate it. So Ruth, if you could go ahead and just introduce yourself to the audience for me. Absolutely. Again, my name is Ruth Joseph. I am a mother a wife, an entrepreneur, and I'm a relationship coach here in the Atlanta area. I basically just help women find their, who they are and, um, and just teach them how to date with purpose because it's extremely important. And um, I feel like through my past uh, circumstances, tribulations and history of dating, I now know uh, some secret sauces <laughs> what it really means to to find that true partner um, so yeah I want to educate and I want to teach other women who may have not really understood um, and have gone through some serious dating issues and really don't know how to get back into the dating world that is my goal and purpose <laughs> amen and I love that because you're right you know a lot of 
women today, they don't know how to date with a purpose. That is, you know, we, we keep looking at this time clock and I guess I'm not a part of the we anymore because I've been married since I was 21, but we look at this time clock and we, and it makes us make rash decisions. Right. And it, and it takes away our opportunity to date with a purpose. So I really, really love your ministry and love what you're doing with your business. Um, and so this uh, particular series is about motherhood and entrepreneurship. Being a mompreneur is what we like to call it with faith and with Jesus and with prayer. Um, so what's your motherhood story? Oh, man, we got time. We got time. We yes, ma'am. <laughs> well, I was a single mother for uh, what? Almost nine years. Um, at the age of 22, I believe, no, actually 23, I met a guy and madly in love of of course, my parents weren't up for it. Um, still kind of young, but then, you know, he he wasn't he wasn't the Christian type. In fact, he wasn't Christian at all. And my parents are two strong believers, deacons, and all types of stuff in the church. And so that was just not what they wanted for their daughter. And as a young woman, you know, woman, you just want to feel loved. You want to feel like you know you got this. I got somebody that's loving me and that's whatever. And so you rebel a little bit and that's exactly what I did. But a year later, um, he decided he wanted to, he walked out of our lives. Um, he didn't, he didn't say anything in terms of like, I'm done. This is not working. We weren't on off, you know, on bad terms or nothing like that. But he just woke up one day and said, um, I got to go out of the country to go get some stuff situated, but I'll be back. And we are in, honey, 2019, and he is still not back. Wow. I was distraught. I was devastated. I was angry and just really not in a good place. But here I was with a baby that I still had to take care of. Three months passed on um, our rent because we were at the state. And I wasn't working. He wasn't working. Mm -hmm. And we lived off our income tax, honey. Mm. And so we got accustomed to that and he took the income tax money because it was um, like March around the time where income tax was being and he took everything. So it wasn't like I was able to still care for myself and this child. Wow. And I found myself still trying to make him look like he was of value to my parents and to my friends um, and just kind of hid a lot of things like, you know, he was gone. I didn't know when he was coming back, but I was telling my parents, Hey, you know, he's just away. He's at work and just covering up. Like we all, all do, do that. Mm -hmm. We all do that because we want to show faith. We want to make, you know, to let people know that, you know, he is a good guy and he's treating me right. Even when he's not, not right. Um, but you know, reality hit, I had to move back into my parents' home. Um, and I, and I kind of just lost it. And the reason for that is because I, there was no beef between me and him. He treated me very well. And so I couldn't understand why is it that he left me. But only God knows, right? Right. So it led me into becoming a, a serial dater. You know, I was just getting into jumping into relationships for the sake of trying to prove myself worthy, jumping mm -hmm. into relationships, trying to say that I know it wasn't me. I know I'm not, I'm not the one at, at fault. And that maybe it was him. And then here I am just jumping into one and it never lasted. None of them. None of them ever lasted. Right. Until one day God said, you know what? Enough was enough. Enough is enough. You have this child. You're going to Georgia. I didn't know. None of my, my parents didn't live there. My sister didn't. I didn't have any family except for one friend that kept 
a, you know, kind of like persisting and saying, hey, you should come, you should come, you should come. You're really going to love it. You're going to love it, blah, blah, blah. And she had a salon and she said, you can work out of the salon and stuff like that and you can live with me. And I'm like, uh, a little fishy about it, but I still went through it because I was just like, I felt so led and so pushed to go. It was just this thing. I was just like, oh my God, I can't. And I'm, I'm known as a risk taker too. So I'm out. <laughs> so uh, where there's an opportunity, I'm running. But anyway, so I get to, the, to her house. Uh, three months later, she says to me that, you know, her house is going under foreclosure. And so I would have to leave. Wow. And I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I'm just saying this is crazy for her because she has a family, a husband, a whole husband, you know, and stuff like that. And so me not knowing anywhere, I just looked on Google, saw, saw a city, and I was like, okay, I'll go there with literally $2,000. Mm. Rent in itself was like 900 and I had to pay first, last, and, and again, first, double security, whatever. <laughs> 2000 just went out the door. And, um, and I was like, God, what are you doing? Like... <laughs> what am I supposed to do? I have a child. I can't feed her. Mm. The rent's going to be due next month. That was all my money. Like, I hate you. I really hate you. And I, and I, and when I say I hated God, I hated God for real, because mm -hmm. I've already been abandoned so many times, you know, with um, the, even the people I was dating after the, the father of my child. The father of my child? Yeah, I said that right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I was really just like, oh my gosh, like, how could you do this to me? And here you are, you brought me to Atlanta. And again, I feel abandoned. I feel alone. Mm. And one day, out of the blue, like, I just started, well, I was crying every day. Let me take that back. But just <laughs> took it a day. <laughs> this particular day, I sat in the dark in my room. I had put my daughter to sleep. And I just started bawling, like, crying hysterically and I was just like God why are you doing this to me what are you trying to show me this is so messed up my life is in shambles like why would you do this why would you bring me all the way here alone and I have nobody mm. and as I'm you know just crying and, and 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 just talking to God my daughter walks in and at the time she was like eight years old she walks in and she kneels down and she says mommy why are you crying I'm your roommate. I'll never leave you. Mm. Oh, I fell out. Yeah. <laughs> because honestly, what eight-year-old, like, what do you know about me crying? How did you know that that's what I was actually crying about, you know? Mm -hmm. And I knew it was God at that moment. And I just, I, I was just in awe. And I just got up. And I remember just kind of wiping my tears, trying to get her to go to bed, put her back in bed. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's it. I am no longer playing this victim. I'm not playing this, this, oh my God, my life is over because God, clearly you brought me here to start a new life. Mm -hmm. Clearly. It makes the all the sense, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It makes all the sense in the world. You brought me here to get away from the noise. And it was extremely loud because I was jumping from one to one. I was confused. I was, it was just, it was crazy. And so he brought me to a space where it was just me and my daughter. And at that very moment, also, I noticed, oh, my God, I spent eight years and haven't looked at my daughter the way I looked at her that night. Mm. Because I was so upset with her father that I realized that I was actually doing the same thing her dad did to me. Right. Emotionally. Right. Physically, I was there because I'm, I'm taking care of her and I have to. I'm her mother. Who else? You know? 
but emotionally there was a dis a, a, a detachment there was it, it i it wasn't connecting at all and i was just like oh my it was just like a light bulb and i was just like oh my god here goes this human being in front of me and i'm neglecting her i'm abandoning her i'm doing exactly what this what her dad did to me and so i had to change that hun. i had to change it mm. amen yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and it's funny that you um, talked about that like moment of like hate for God because I actually just did um, IG story on that you last night. Wow. Um, how I just was like, God, I don't want anything to do with you because you obviously don't have my back right now. Like, like, did you not get the memo? Like, a sister is in a dire need right now. <laughs> um, so it's funny that you say that. Um, and wow, that is that's a story, right? Yeah. That's the story in itself. So I, 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 I would assume that to, the, to answer the next question, you kind of hit on it a little bit, but give us a brief story of how you started your entrepreneurial journey. So um, while I was going through the transition of just me being in my own, you know, own apartment by myself, and just really asking God, like, I'm broke, you know, I need a, I need a job, like, <laughs> ain't gonna rock. I need to know what I'm doing next month, because I always also had, uh, not necessarily a ego, but like, I don't like asking people for money. I don't like asking people for stuff, period. Like, I need to have my own stuff, you know? And so God truly blessed me and gave me a job. I was working in a corporate. For five years, I worked in this corporate office. Mm. And uh, um, a year after I discovering that, you know, God had put me in this place and uh, discovering that, hey, hello, you have a daughter, you need to take care of your daughter. I went on a sabbatical for a year. Like I was not, I wasn't Kiki King with no dude on the phone. I wasn't meeting nobody up for no, no, no date night, no coffee, no nothing. Like I, I didn't, I had no man in my life for a whole year. Mm. I wanted to just focus on me and figure out who I was because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, honestly, I don't think I knew who I was. Um, I know who I was within the person that I was dating. You know, I knew who I was with my parents, what my parents told me, but I didn't know me. And so taking this time off and then finally, just after a year, literally my husband knocked on my door. Like it, it's crazy. And that's a whole story in itself. But when I, um, we were dating and um, one day he said, because I do hair. I also have a, a hair business. I do um, natural hair braiding. Um, specialized. Wow. Yes. So um, I did hair all the time. And he was like, you know, why, why aren't you doing hair? You know, don't you love to do that? And I was just like, uh, yeah, but you know, blah, blah, blah. I gave all the excuses in the book, you know, and I was just, <laughs> I said, you know, I'm just going to work this job and blah, blah. He was like, well, why don't you just at least try it on the weekends and still work your corporate? So I was just like, you know what? that's not a bad idea because I do have clients that's just been harassing me, telling me, Hey, you need to do hair. You need to. So I took one, I said, okay, I'm gonna do it. And this dude gave me $500 and he said, go buy you. What the heck was it? He, oh, go make me some cards hmm. and get whatever supplies you need to get you set up in the house. Like just do what you need to do. And then went and bought me a computer child. Girl, I was just like, where you from? <laughs> and it was only four months in to yeah. us dating. You know? <laughs> so, um, so yeah. And that just really just, I went from that to, to being a, a real entrepreneur. Um, and what actually set my business off as not even a relationship coach, 
because that's a whole nother story too, Chad. I'll get to that. <laughs> um, but um, for two months into me having this, doing hair in my house, uh, one of my friends called me from LA. She's, she's a, a celebrity um, makeup artist. And she's just like, hey, um, uh, Nicole Ari Parker just uh, came by me. She saw my hair and she was just interested in, you know, your services. Should I give her your phone number? Like, <laughs> I'm looking like, you know, I got to be, you know, cool about it. But did you just say Nicole Ari Parker? Yeah, girl. I was just like, I said, um, yeah, sure. No problem. Yeah, no, I don't have a problem with that. Girl, as soon as I hung up that phone, I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> And then, um, so she was like, okay, she's going to have the assistant call. So the assistant calls me and was like, hey, you know, I'm such and such assistant and I need to schedule an appointment for Nicole Ari Parker and stuff like that. And I'm just like, wait a minute. I took her call. But after that, I was like, God, where, where am I about to service her at? Because I can't do it in my house. Like, she's <laughs> not going to take me serious. Like, this is not professional. I don't think I'm capable of doing this. This is crazy. God said, relax. You were about to do her hair. So I was just doubting myself and saying, I couldn't, I can't. And I just kept saying, I can't. And I was trying to find ways and praying that she would not come, that she would cancel. And I was saying that, okay, maybe when I get my salon, then she can come, right? <laughs> right. Girl, I didn't hear from Nicole for six months. And I was just like, mm. well, I guess God answered my prayers. Wow. No, God said, no, you're going to do exactly what I tell you to do. Six months later, she texted me and she said, hey, I'm in Atlanta. I'm at the Lowe's. Can you come and do my hair? Mm. So she didn't have to come to my house. <laughs> and that, this is how God is so awesome. And two weeks after hair, she went on Wendy Williams and my business just went through the roof. And honestly, she told me that. She says, Ruth, you better be ready because... When I get out of this chair and I go to work, like, you better be ready. And wow. I said, okay. But I, I wasn't thinking that it was going to be like this serious. Destiny, I didn't have the, the manpower. What God had poured into me, I honestly was not ready. And that's why you do need to stay ready. When you ask God for something and when you, like, because I was in a hole, girl. I didn't think I would get to any light. I was in a really dark place. And here God says, I got you. Right. I'm giving you somebody. I let somebody walk into your life. This is who you're going to marry. That's one. And then your business that you claim you didn't want is going to succeed. But wow. I, need you, I need you to get on board. And I honestly was not on board because I didn't have the, po I didn't have the manpower. I was turning people away because I couldn't do it all. Mm. I, I started, I uh, hired somebody on, thankfully, but it was still not enough. So that's really how I, I started The Entrepreneur is just having someone that really saw value in me, that really just, I knew it was God, you know, um, but he really cared and he wanted me to succeed. And so he just said, do what you need to do. Wow. That was a lot of gems all in one, right? Yeah. The first thing is like, stop wanting it to be perfect and just start where you are, right? That's number one, right? Number two is, well, that actually, number one was when you prioritize me in your life, I'll do the rest, right? 
Like you trying to entertain yourself with these people and do all this. But when you focus on me, I will handle everything behind that needs to be handled. Like you don't need to do anything else. I'll bring the person you waiting for. I'll bring the job you waiting for. I'll, I'll do everything, but you got to let me know that I'm number one and not number five, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, there was like five messages in that yeah. one story. <laughs> in all one story. And he just be dropping messages. He just continues to drop messages. And I wasn't even all together with God at that time. I was like half in, half out. But, but you said something in the beginning, right? I'm a risk taker. And, and that's what Christians have to be, whether you are, you know, ride or die for Jesus right now or just at the beginning, if if he sees that he can use you, oh he gonna oh he's gonna use you, right? Because at the end of the day, in the eyes of God, he's like, oh if she's a risk taker, I need her fighting for the right team. Right? Yeah. That means she gonna be bold and courageous and confident for me and mine. Right? Yeah. So yeah. Like, she may not be close to me right now. She may still be straddling the fence because she's frustrated and upset with me. But if I can show her how good I am, once once she on the winning team, she on the winning team. Boom. <laughs> you said it. You said it because, and I've always been like that. Like, I've just always been a risk taker, but the risk that I was taking was a little, you know, without right. <laughs> But when I finally understood who really has my back, and that was just, listen, I'm going to be real with you. I just got baptized last year in February, honey, and just said to me, God, okay, I'm riding with you. And that's that. Once again, and baptism is an amazing thing and and we should do that. However, that has no significance of our love and admiration for God and doing his will, right? You know, those are, that's part of the, part of the protocol and things we want to do to make sure we're uh, made anew and things like that. But at the end of the day, if you're willing to show up and be be where God wants you to be, God will do the grace and the mercy and the I'll get you on the protocol train, right? But a lot of us are not moving because we keep saying, God, I need to clean myself up to be good enough for you. And he's like, no, no, no. I want you in the mess because I yeah. want to show you how good I am. I want to clean you up. I want to show you your identity and I want yeah. to show you your purpose. But I can't do that if you think you've got to fix yourself up for me. Oh, and that was me. I wanted to fix myself up. There was no way I was going in knowing that I like I still like to go to the club. Right. Knowing that I still like to drink a drink drink. You right. know? But you know what? God did something to me, girl, in 2007. Was it 2017 going on 18? I believe so. God said, I'ma have to break you all the way down. Like you must have not learned when I took that man that wasn't good for you from the get-go, I right. took him from you because you decided you wanted to plan for yourself. You wanted to pick him out for yourself. And right. now you got stuck, but right. I helped you out. I took right. him out of your life. Okay, right. cool. But now you still not, you're, I'm, I'm calling you, Ruth. I'm calling you and you're still not listening. So here's what he did. He said, all right, uh, uh, my son, Mason, the last one. Woo, champ. <laughs> so, anyway, so Mason, the last one back in November, he had this cough and it just kept persisting. And I was just like, oh my God, you know, as new, you know, kids that are under two, if they get to coughing and being sick, there's nothing you can really give them. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we would go back and forth to the, to, to the doctors and it just be like, you know, I mean, mom, you know, just, you know, maybe some, uh, a humidifier, you know, some Vicks, nothing. 
But Destiny, it just kept persisting. Like he wasn't able to breathe right and he was wheezing and he was on that uh, uh, ambuterol situation with the, mm-hmm. I was just like, this ain't right. So I took him to the doctors one day and the doctor said the same thing. Like, you know, again, she was like, sorry, you know, there's nothing we can do. Uh, nephew had a birthday party. We go to this birthday party and we get there and Destiny, my child, and you know, as a mother, you know exactly how your child, if your child is not looking right, Right. And I often right, you know. Right. So I saw him and, and he just like his eyes rolled back a little bit, you know, and then he was just not as active as he should be. And so I said, you know what? I don't think this is gonna work out for me today. I'm gonna take him to the hospital. So I bring him to the hospital and this one doctor bring him to the back, did all of the, you know, um, proper protocol or whatever, and the doctor says, Well, you know, ma'am, uh, he's gonna have to get worse before he gets better. Mm. He didn't check his his oxygen level he ain't check he ain't checked nothing he just kept just checking like you know just his throat and he was just like he's a little stuffed up that's it so destiny that night i go home we he did not sleep that whole night everything was uncomfortable for him he couldn't sleep on the bed he couldn't sleep on the floor like it was just really bad and here i go again thinking like god god this this does not look right i i have to go back mm-hmm. so we go back to the hospital i go back to a different one and Destiny, the, the moment I walked into this hospital, this lady, this nurse, which came from out of nowhere, comes out of that door and says, looks at Mason and says, oh, no, he needs to go back right now. Mm. And I'm just like, okay, thank you. Somebody see it. Walks in the back. And all I saw was like doctors coming from left to right. Mm. The boy was losing so much oxygen that he yeah, was blue. Girl, he had everything, okay? Mm-hmm. He was turning blue. Um, respiratory doctor, IV, they couldn't even put a needle in his, in his they couldn't find a vein. Mm-hmm. And um, the next thing I knew, they were just like, okay, well, he's going to have to go uh, um, to, to, we're going to have to keep him. I was like, well, good, you know, because I can't help him. And they were <laughs> like, no, he's going to have to go to ICU. And I'm just like, wait, intensive mm-hmm. care unit? Like, mm-hmm. isn't that like critical? Mm-hmm. So we get up to the hospital. Everybody's just kind of like running around. There's three doctors in the room. This 24-year-old nurse, I promise you, she looked like a baby. Looked like she first, I mean, she she was on that job. This was her first day. <laughs> Writing her name on a board. And she's like, you know, I'm going to be your nurse and whatever. But she kept looking back at Mason. And I'm like, what is she looking at? And she just kept looking back, looking back. Man, I felt Mason because I was holding him as they were preparing his bed. And I felt him tilt his head back like just like it was just like a you know and I said he she looked at him and was like no he has to go down now she goes to the doctor now you're a nurse (laughs) you don't you don't have authority to tell a doctor what to do right Mm. at that moment I was just like okay God I'm mad nervous I am like literally crying because I just felt like I was losing him. Mm. And the doctors looked at her and was just like, no, we're just going to monitor him and see, you know, how it goes. She says, no, doctor, we don't have time. His lungs needs to rest now. He needs to go into a a ventilator now. Mm. Doctor looked at her, looked at the other doctor and was just like, okay. (laughs) Who does that? Right. (laughs) Mason was in that coma for three days. Mm. Three days. I cried and pleaded with God. And I said, God, if you let this boy live, 
I will honor you. I will praise you. And I will give you glory for the rest of my life. Mm. I will do whatever you want me to do for the rest of my life. Just please give me my son and back. You hear me? And three days later, as if that's not enough, that's a message in itself. Right. <laughs> three days later, he woke up and he woke up with a vengeance. Mm. He took every cord, the feeding tube, I mean everything off of him. Like he was some Hercules. It was a Hercules. <laughs> and he got, I mean, up. And you know what the doctor told me? The doctor told me that when he gets up out of this coma, mom, don't be, um, don't be sad or don't be disappointed or whatever, but he may not know you. And it may take him a while. He might, he might feel like you're a stranger or whatever. I said, okay, weird, but okay. Girl, no. You know, he, he woke up and said, mama. <laughs> At that time, I just knew this, this God, God gave me that chance. Mm-hmm. And I was definitely not ignoring him this time. I've been ignoring him for a while. And I knew what he was calling me to do. And I was afraid. Mm. I was afraid that I would not be equipped to do it. I was afraid that I would not be, I wouldn't be the right person for the job because I had never done it before. Mm. No, I can't. I can't, God. I can't. And God said, you will. Yeah. You will, Ruth. You will. And he did. Mm. And here I am. Amen. Not that your name doesn't say it all anyway. I mean, (laughs) and I hated my name. I hated it. Who gives an eight-year-old uh, 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 Ruth? Who? <laughs> What's that? Oh, I love my name. <laughs> one that one that is not thinking about the eight-year-old, but the grown woman one day, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Amazing. Wow, that is a powerful story. But that says so much that a mother, like you said, a mother knows. Like, I don't care if you're not going to see him. Oh, okay, I'll go down the street. But somebody's going to see him because I'm his mother and I know something's not right. And that, and that aggravates me when they are that young because I'm like, this is the most pivotal moment. Like, I need, look, I need you to do the x-ray, the sonogram, all of it. Like, I can't give you no Tylenol. I need you to do something. My insurance pays for it, sir. Ma'am, my insurance right. pays for it. I need right. it all. Right. Keep look. Can you do, put something down his throat or something? I need to know something. Please. And thank you. <laughs> <laughs> because what changed in 24 hours? You get what I'm saying? Right. He had pneumonia. He had uh, uh, adenovirus, adenovirus. He had, I mean, it was just piling and piling. Like, how did you not know that? Right. And the sad thing is you went to the hospital and they sent you home. And if you did not come back, that little boy could not be here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 I don't care what you say. If my son say he don't feel good, I don't care if it's just, he stumped his toe, something wrong. We going. Yep. Put, put your clothes on. Yep. Let's, go. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. So look, listen. So... How do you balance your business and being a mother or being an entrepreneur and being a mother? So I just attended the God and Goals conference like two weeks ago, right? Yes, I wanted to go so bad. Oh, it was so good. (laughs) It was so good. But you know what I learned from there was that Crystal says something. And until this day, I I now have a different perspective on when we say balance. Mm -hmm. When you're balancing, that means you are imbalanced. Mm-hmm. you're trying to balance you're trying to you're you're not you're not all together mm-hmm. and so 
prioritizing is what I would like to say now that Crystal has put me on game I was just like yes I'm prioritizing I prioritize what I feel is right at the moment because my children yes that's a pri- you know priority my husband and making sure that they're you know they're well taken care of that's priority and myself mm-hmm. okay sometimes that's first because right. if I can't take care of myself I surely can't take care of the husband and the kids mm-hmm. in fact I won't so <laughs> It's just really just prioritizing what you feel is right for you, Mm. period. And then everything else will follow. Like, I honestly just started because um, I wasn't the person that organized a lot. Um, I would just keep things in my in my head. And trust me, when they're in your head, they're they're non-existent. Okay, and I realized that. We got 20 million things that we want to do and there's this checklist in our mind and nothing gets done. Okay. So then I got, I said, you know what? God is not a God of confusion. God is a God of order. I need to get my life all the way together. Like if I'm going to be right, I'm going to be right all the way in his principles, in his principles. That's what he said. Homie, you need to get right. So let me get right. (laughs) I got me on that Google calendar. Okay. Everything in there, my devotion time, my baby's nap time stories, uh, time for my business. Um, I'm learning to, because I'm, I'm always on business mode, which is, is not good. Right. Um, the best time for me to work is at night when the kids are asleep. But I now tend to make it a routine where it's like, I'm not getting sleep. You know? mm-hmm. And then still have to wake up at six o'clock because Christian knocking, talking about some, I need some milk. (laughs) (laughs) I need to get my life together. So I've even scheduled my sleep time. Like Mm -hmm. I'm scheduling everything and I'm going by it. I'm making sure that I go by it because that's the only way you can truly be functionable is to go by it. So I would say you have to prioritize what is best for you now. Amen. And I'm, I'm so glad you said that because I tell everybody when I was in corporate, the thing that I hated the most is that my time was allotted all the time. Like I knew I had to be in this chair from this amount of time. I had to be at lunch at this time. I hated that. And God was like, that was actually the most important thing you learned from corporate, right? Because if you don't do that as an entrepreneur, like you say, you feel like you always got to be available to your business, right? I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss a client if I don't respond right now. And no, the same way Walmart clothes and Walmart is Walmart, right? And the same way Target clothes and Target is Target, Destiny Thomas has to close, right? You got to be very clear on your boundaries. But like you said, because our minds always has 50 million things going on, we don't do that. And yeah. so I have to be very conscious of, okay, Sunday, don't call my phone. You can call my phone, but you're going to sit on red. Okay. As long as you understand, we good, you know, cause that's time where I've been with, uh, spend with God and I spend with my family Mondays, the beginning of Mondays, I do the same thing. I spend time with my family, with my husband, that's his day off. So we make sure we have that time together and I can't allow me feeling like I need this client or I need to do this to get in the way of what is God's order, which is, God and then my husband, right? And then my son, they come first. So you're right. It's really prioritizing. And then also knowing that there's different seasons for everything, right? Different seasons. Like I know that, you know, in the summertime, um, when my son goes to school, now he's four, but in the summertime, that's when he's going to be out of school. So I have to make sure my schedule is a little bit more lax so I can spend time with him during his spring break or summer. And, and during the winter, I can, you know, do more speaking engagements or go out. You just have to know that there's seasons for everything. And like you said, there's no such thing as a real balance. Right. Because you'll be all together, girl. You won't, you, you'll never know what to do. You'll be everywhere. Girl. <laughs> I don't want to be balanced. 
won't be getting nothing done at all. Be like, I still a whole 24 hour. You ain't do jack. <laughs> right. You uh-uh. might have caught up on some TV shows though. Look, <laughs> I don't even watch TV, so there's no excuse. <laughs> right. I don't. I'm like, you know what? I don't know what to do. So let me look. Let me go to my uh, catch up on some old shows. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there all day. I'm like, what was I doing? You ain't do nothing. Right. Or you out here playing like me? I'll be playing with these kids, right? Monster and and all types of oh girl, oh, girl. no, we, we need. A she said, "Playing monster." Yeah, I gotta play monster every morning, girl. Eight to eight forty-five. We play oh. monster. <laughs> but at least that's a moment that you guys have. Yeah, I right? guess. Because yes. when they're grown, they're like monster. Who, girl? Get out of here! I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to play monster. Who is a monster? I don't play no monster with you. Right. <laughs> so another big question I always get is what makes you show up every day, even when you felt like quitting in momhood and entrepreneurship? <laughs> I want to quit now. <laughs> Tell the truth, right? <laughs> Let's let's be all the way real. I, I want to quit. I want to quit now. But what keeps me going is the promise that God gave me. I can't let that go. Mm. Period. Right. Period. I, and and that's, that's really it, honestly. Mm. The promise is the promise that he gave me. And until and until I do my, my, my job, until I do my part. Right. He won't be able to complete his part. Right. So I, I, I got I got to keep going. Right. And when you know where you're going, when you, when you know when you're trying to get to an end goal, like you really don't have time as much as you would want to. Like I would love to go to sleep. Like honestly, like my website right now, I'm trying to finish that thing up right now. It's frustrating. But as much as I would love to go to sleep, I'm just like, I got my part to do. Mm-hmm. That's just like any project at any corporate office, you know? Right. You still got to, de- you, you want that job. You still right. want to. You better turn your paper in. That turning people paper and they said Monday. Right. <laughs> Unless you come up in there without the paper. They come, oh, you can go yeah. back home. You have to come here. <laughs> Where the presentation at, though? <laughs> you could have stayed at home because you have no job. Don't worry. <laughs> Ma'am, that's just like you saying, even at school, when we were in school back in the day, my cat ate it. Okay, well, there go your zero. Right. Come on now. So, yeah. <laughs> my, my promise. I need my promise. Right. And and you said something. It's It's... It's about helping God finish his plan. But what I also learned is in our purpose and what it is that God called us to do is no longer about us, but it's about so many other people that need what, what he gave us to offer. Right. And that is usually like, I can't do this. I know people say don't do it for other people, but it's a different type of doing it for other people. Like I'm doing this to get somebody their freedom. I'm doing this to introduce somebody to God. I'm getting this to someone so that they don't have to cry themselves to sleep every night. Like it's a different doing it for the people. And plus, you're doing it because you're trying to get to that eternal life. Like, yes. this, this is a different thing. Like, you're, tr- you're trying to get to that next level. So yes. these are the requirements. And in order for you to do that, like, I, I said uh, this the other day on my stories. I said, the way, my, the way my purpose is set up, I can't fulfill it until I'm able to birth your purpose. Right. Right. So if I don't do my job, I, I ain't going to be able to fulfill it. Right. So, so we, we got to keep this movement going. Right. That is. Yeah. Right. And you also said something that's really important. When you know you're in, in, when you know the destination, you don't really have time for a pity party. It's like running on a track, right? 
Like, I know, oh my gosh, I got a cramp in my leg, but I got to make it to that. I'm going. <laughs> cramp it all, dragging your leg and all. We're going to make it to the finish line, and then I can focus on that. Yeah, I can't breathe. Right? I can't breathe. We're going to make it. We got to go. We got to go. I'm holding you, Destiny. Let's go. We got to go. God, I need a supernatural wind in my lungs right now. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> and then when you get there, you're like, mad thirsty. You can't right? even breathe. And realize you still made it. Look at you. Right. It's a mind shift. So you kind of probably touched on this, but I just want to see um, what your answer is. What was one of the biggest storms or trials you faced as a mompreneur, and how did you get through it? Oh, gosh. Let me see which one I want to give out. I think I think uh, after I la- had my last child, so... I, with the business that I had, the hair, which, which I still have, let me stop saying that. <laughs> had, I still have it. Um, I was pregnant every year, you know. <clears throat> and um, I'm all, I get sick when I'm pregnant. I get really, really sick. And I was, I had uh, someone working in my salon who was very, very good to me. Um, for four years, she stuck by me. And she practically took care of that salon, honey. I, you might as well say I gave it to her um, <laughs> because I was so sick. I, I didn't want to, I, I had a, in, you know, I had an actual store, for, not a storefront, but in a um, salon suite and I just couldn't make it out there all the time. I just couldn't do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, when she, two years ago, uh, July, I had just quit my job. Cause I was just like, I ain't doing this no more. Oh, by the way, I was working corporate, had my business. I was traveling from city to city to, to do hair. I would lock myself in a hotel space for two days and do 20 clients, go wow. back home, breastfeed my child, um, and still go back to corporate then that following Monday. That was my life. Okay. Wow. Um, so finally I was just like, okay, I don't really need this job. This job is just getting on my nerves and I'm just going to quit. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just through with it, you know? And so when I quit the job, I'm thinking I would still have the salon making money and stuff like that with, with um, the person that was there. And she emailed me one day and said, you know, thank you so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate this ride, but I'm out. Mm. I'm going to start my own, which I was very thankful for because she was not the type of person when she first started she was okay with a nine to five she was okay with just doing and she's a beast at doing hair like a Mm. beast but she was okay with just working for somebody but I felt like it was a blessing because I allowed her an opportunity for that four years to really get a feel of how her own business would work Mm -hmm. and how she would run it so I thank God for me being that 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 vessel giving her the opportunity because when she said she was ready to start her own, I should have been crying, but I wasn't. <laughs> I, was, I was so happy for her. I was really happy. And then after that, I was just like, okay, God, um, how, how does this going to work? Cause you know, I just gave birth, you know, mm. and I went through a rough season. My husband is a truck driver. Um, and of course bills will be paid, but it's a different type of pay. Right. You know, because it's just one, it's now one income. Mm-hmm. So what I was comfortable doing when I had my salon, you know, had, you know, someone working with me, I became, it, it wasn't happening for me. Mm. So 
it was really rough. It was really, really rough. I tried to paint this whole nice picture, you know, that <laughs> Express Your Kings is still alive and look at all these things I'm doing. Girl, I had no clients. Three months straight, just dry. Mm. Dry. But in everything, God shares, God ministers to you. And what he was showing me was that there's going to be times it ain't going to be, a, you ain't going to be popping. Right. Okay. You got to be okay with that. And, and, and maybe you need to fix your finances. Your finances need to be a little bit in order because you were a little too comfortable. Mm, right. You were doing things that were unnecessary when you could have just stored that money. Right. And now that you're not in that, now that you don't have that luxury of taking a trip to Africa and taking a trip to this place, now you understand what I mean. I'm going to give it back to you. Right. But I just need this time. I need you to get into preparation mode, Bruce, because what I'm about to do is I'm about to explode your mind and I can't have you being wishy-washy with my money. Right. I can't have you not being, uh, 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 you know, not being generous with my money because I show what I, I was given, but I was only given what right. I ex- expected to give. Right. 10%. I got to get on this trip, but... God said no, because if you can't handle the little that I'm giving you, why on earth would I supply you with more than that? You can't even control the one you got. Mm. So he put me on a real hiatus. And then he said, you know, scratch that. You're not, you're not going to do this uh, 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 hair. I'm going to put you on game. I'm going to let you do the hair. Don't get me wrong, but it ain't going to be your focus. You're going to get this relationship coach going. Mm. I fasted for 40 days back in October last year, fasted for 40 days, and God revealed oh, to me. I did November of last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For 40 days. <laughs> for 40 days. Yes, 40 days I fasted, and girl, I ain't never fasted a day in my life. Real talk. Like, I would fast for one, I would try to fast for three days, and I'll give up in two hours of the three-day fast. <laughs> and I'd be like, God, I'm hungry. I'm sorry, I can't do that. <laughs> but then I was so desperate to know, to understand why my business was shut, you know, shut down. Like, why was this pause happening? And I was just so desperate to know, like, what it is that God wanted me to do that I was, girl, I ain't care. Like, I am literally addicted to coffee. And I was, like, fasting coffee. Mm. And I only had vegetables and fruits, right? And I would smell, I'd be driving on the highway smelling coffee. How you in the driveway? How you in the highway smelling coffee? That don't make no sense. <laughs> I knew that was the enemy trying me. The more he did that, the more I got so much stronger. Because Mm -hmm. I felt like I was just fighting. I said, you ain't about to win this, bro. (laughs) Like, you're not, you, you, that's the the best you got. You want to give me coffee? You you trying to put coffee on a highway, bro? (laughs) There was a coffee shop on every exit. Like, I could Starbucks. I've been driving down that road a whole a whole long while. Ain't never been no stuff. I ain't, ain't no You're not getting me. So anyways, I fasted for the whole 40 days. And in that 40 days, God said, it's time to share your story. Mm. You're going to share your story. You've been silent for 10 years. It's time to share your story because I need you to bring my daughters back to me. Mm. I said, there's no way. <laughs> I, mean, I know I told you that I will do whatever you want me to do, God, but I can't because my rap sheet ain't really that good for no relationship. You can't be having me out here looking crazy, dog. <laughs> and, and I'm like, and furthermore, 
how am I going to just get on the stage? What am I going to get on the stage and, and say, hey, guys, I just want to share my story? That don't make no sense. But how many times have God put us in a position that absolutely makes no sense? How many times has he done things? That, and he, it just makes no sense until later on. And he said to me, I will provide what you need in due time. Mm. But what you're going to do is you're going you, you're gonna, to you're gonna share your story. I kid you not, after I got out the fast, maybe a month later, I was sitting there toying with it and just like, just really just like sleepless nights, really, because I'm just like, oh my, like, no, I don't want to. No, I don't want to. <laughs> and I was, a friend of mine called and was like, um, we were talking and it was weird. The conversation was just so weird because it shifted to relationships. And mm -hmm. I found myself giving her an advice and I'm just like, oh, what in the world? <laughs> and then she was like, oh my God, you know, you should really like be a relationship coach or something. Mm. A relationship coach? Girl, I started writing my journal in my 40-day fast and that's what I wrote. But in one of those days, I said, God, what do you call it? Mm. Two weeks later, it was a relationship coach. So I wrote that. Mm. I said, God, but a relationship, what do they do? So I started Googling. <laughs> <laughs> Like, God is funny like that. He really, really funny. But, um, and once he did that, and I started just re um, researching, and I was just asking God, like, all right, God, I don't know how to do this stuff. This is my first time really trusting you. This is my first time, like, really, like, leaning onto you. All I'm saying is, if I don't know it, I need you to put people in my space that's one that's, that's, that's crazy for you, that's aligned with you, and that's going to help me through this, because I really don't know it. And girl, can I tell you, I started getting people to call me and to, to, to just be like, oh, hey, girl, what's up, blah, 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 DMing me and mm -hmm. saying, hey, asking me relationship questions. And I'm like, what? Because it's not even on my status. Right. Why, why are you like, what? And so I'm, I'm starting to walk into what God is. Okay. All right. I see where it's going. I see where it's going. And in January I said, God, okay, if you want me to do this, I want to be a speaker. Mm. If you want me to do this, I'm going to go to the next level. Bump trying to sit there on the phone, talking to people, bump trying to get in the DMS, talking to people, put me on a stage of 500, 5,000, 10,000, 30,000. I don't care. Put me on a stage mm. girl in February. Crystal from God and Goals called me mm -hmm. and said, hey, I need to talk to you. And I said, okay. She said, um, God spoke to me. And I said, mm-hmm. <laughs> I already knew as soon as she said that. I said, because she's been promoting her conference. Mm -hmm. And as soon as she said God spoke to me, I was like, yep, appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> Let me go back to God. Let me go pray now and thank him. Right. <laughs> but just honestly, things just started unraveling. And that's where I felt like I got my breakthrough. That's when I felt like, God, you really know what you're doing. You are mm -hmm. a mastermind. You are truly a creator. And how dare I try to plan my own life? How dare mm -hmm. I do that? Because I could never, I could mm -hmm. never be as strategic as you are. I couldn't have never picked the people that are currently in my life right now. There was no way I could pick those people. Mm. strategically you knew you know what's good for me and so once I just honestly accepted him and I surrendered my all to him ain't like people asking me now how I get these these opportunities 
I don't God. Right. I ain't call them. I ain't email them. I ain't, I ain't sent nothing. I promise you, Destiny. I ain't, I ain't do nothing that God hasn't told me to do. And, and this has happened for the for the past year. I have not done anything that has not been in alignment with God. Nothing. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a, a a drug addict that has gone uh, uh to to rehab and has been uh, uh what do you call that? Has been sober or whatever, just <laughs> clean. <laughs> I have been clean. <laughs> For a year, <laughs> and 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 that's what he does. Amen. He cleans you up, and and he just puts you on in places. He puts you in rooms. He he puts you in, and you just you never thought you would be there. Never would I imagine that I would be in front of however many people that was there at the conference to to sit on a panel and share my story a story that I was once afraid to share because I felt so dirty and I felt so mm-hmm. like ashamed and I felt like there is no way that God would be proud of me to even share this so I'm going to sweep this one under the rug like this never <laughs> happened and that's how I that's how I did it for 10 whole years like I I literally swept it under the rug like it never existed my family members was like are you okay like what ever happened to you know the father you never talked about it and I still won't talk well at the time I I still won't talk about it he ain't here that's my daughter (laughs) (laughs) but I realized the reason why I didn't is because I was broken I was hurt and I ain't want to talk about it because if I talked about it I don't know I would have gone crazy even more crazy I don't know (laughs) But God restored me, girl. And so that's what I'm wishing on everybody that's even listening right now in this podcast. God, if you are going through a situation right now and you're just feeling like there is no way out, girl, I am here honestly to tell you that there is hope in every situation and God is not going to leave you because he knew you before you were even born, child. So, so don't even fret. Don't even be afraid. You got to be bold in your situation and say, this ain't me. This ain't me because before I was even in that situation, I was not that type of person. Right. So this ain't me. This ain't me. This ain't my character. This is not who I am. This is not where I'm going. And as long as you're able to say that, trust me, your 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 it will come to pass. It will come to pass. And I pray that, you know, you guys are really like focused in and really just seeking God, like honestly like seeking him seeking him like no play play seeking him not not the like turn on and turn off when you want to it's not a god is not a switch you got the you you just got to be real with him because he understands and i think that's a lot of a lot of times too destiny like we feel like god is not because we cannot see him we we feel like that he's not really listening if you know how i i use my kids for an example they like to like talk to themselves, you know, like pretend, <laughs> you know, right. Yeah. They got this toy. Like right now we got Jake. Jake is a daggone couch, uh, a potato man, whatever that he got from Chick-fil-A. <laughs> His name is Jake child. And so he talks to Jake all the time. He's talking to Jake. Right. Jake is not real. <laughs> Jake is a plastic, but he believes that that's his friend. Mm-hmm. So if we can use and be practical, use the same example, like my kids have really taught me a lot about God, honestly, right? because they're, they are fearless. They are not to say they're fear God, you know, they're fearless of God, but they just, 
their minds are so innocent and, and just the way that they, just the mannerisms, you know, it's like, this is exactly what God wants, that pureness. This mm-hmm. is what he wants in us. And if we could just talk to him like we would talk to a friend, we upset with God, tell God you upset, yes. you mad. Talk to him. Yes. I, got, I got friends that be cursing God out. I mean, yes. he, you know, he going to fix that. But you just got to be really real with him and be bold in your belief because obviously you, be- you, know, you believe that God exists. Right. So act like he does. Right. Act like he's taking, because he's going to take care of you. And because I know what I know now, like, girl, can't nobody, can't nothing bring me back. You don't understand. Like, I, I ain't going back in them streets, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't doing it. And I'm, I'm glad you said that because I, I get that question all the time too. Like, you know, how, how did you start doing what you're doing? Like, where did this come from? And I tell people all the time, like, I literally prayed and God said, quit your corporate job on this day. And I went in there and was like, all right, God, I'm going I'm to take you on your word. And I told them people I won't come back. <laughs> like, we good. And I said, okay, God, what do you want me to do next? And he was like, I just want you to go live and pray for people. And I was like, God, but that's not going to pay my bills. That's not something I can tell my husband. Like, you know, did you think this through, you know? And he was like, Destiny, just go live and pray for people. And literally from that, he, he created my entire uh, business and, and has opened doors for me to speak and things like that. But I literally every morning go to God and say, God, here I am. What is it that you want me to do? And God told me this, this thing one time and it really stuck with me. And he just was like, Destiny, you know, my children say I'm a good God. I'm always on time, right? We say that so often. But he said, but the truth of the, but the reality of the situation is they really look at me as a deadbeat father. And I said, whoo, hold on, Jesus. I need you to elaborate on that, please, right? Yeah. He said, he said, my children, they, they say I'm a good father. They say I have a plan and purpose for them, which means I have an expectation if I have a plan and purpose for you, right? I have somewhere I want you to achieve or go, right? And he was like, but yet and still you wake up every single morning and you decide what you're going to do with your life. Meaning I gave you this expectation, this plan and this purpose, but I'm not thoughtful enough of you to give you the steps to achieve the purpose and the plan. And when he told me that, I was like, it can't be that easy, God. Like, I can't just come to you every day and ask you what you want me to do. And you actually tell me. And he said, it can be. And it is. And every day after that, I'm like, look, I'm here to do what God told me to do, period. I don't care what you like. I don't care if you agree. I don't care if it looks crazy. Because at the end of it all, he gave me the plan and the purpose. I don't know what I'm doing. But he already knows where he wants me to get to. And more importantly, he knows every single person I need to touch to get there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm still in awe. Girl. I'm still like, oh, you, oh, you, of course you knew that person. Like, duh, Right. <laughs> Like we out here scrambling and, and, and trying to get to this person and, oh, this person got 3,000, fo- you know, 20,000 followers or whatever. And we're just trying to get, oh, we're going to slide in their DM and be friends with them. You got the source. You got the juice. You know who to call. You ain't even got to do all of that. Right. Because you're looking real thirsty, ma'am, sir. <laughs> and I told God I wasn't going to do that. I didn't want to be that person that was out looking because I've never been that. I've, I've never had that in me to right. just, you know, to, to, to 
beg for friendship and and that was just not in me ever in life and so i knew that going in doing the things that he has called me to do and wanting to be in alignment with him i was like well then that's that's your call because right. you told me to come into this thing you I, you you better get i need who you got for me right and they just becoming left and right and i know if he had it, and sometimes we will think that God did it, but God ain't do it. That was a distraction. I'm going to need you to have that discernment. So you yeah. need to pray every day. Right. God will give you the fruit of the spirit and discernment. Because right. what, he, what will happen is, because the devil ain't stupid. Oh, okay. She know she can tap into to God, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, so he's doing, oh, so now she feel like, oh, he's, oh she's getting everything. Mm-hmm. Right, let me send my people, see what happened. Let me see if she's going to rock with that. Girl. Just like you, and I, and, I, and I thank you for that. I thank you for just you just really walking into your calling and just really being obedient because when we first met, it was the same thing. Like, you were just like, wait, um, we're about to have this interview. <laughs> and girl, I thought it was a whole podcast series. And you said, yeah, you know, I'm just filling you out to see if that's what God wants. I'm going to pray about it. And then I'll get back with you. That's right. Because not every good thing, I mean, is good. Right. that sound good is good. Right. So we got to really like be, be, we got to be diligent with that. And we got to be, we got to really listen to God and listen to his voice and not be confused. Right. And, and, and you're so right because, because of society and the way it is today, people feel like, oh, well, oh my gosh, so-and-so reached out to me and wants to be a part of this little thing. Cause we don't, we don't have any real belief in ourselves, right? Until we really surrender and allow God to show us who we truly are. And we're like, oh, so-and-so, they got this many followers. They want to be a part of what I'm doing. And I tell people all the time, it may come off harsh. And I pray that the Lord will help you with that. However, I don't care who you are. I don't care where you came from. I need to know who you were sent by. And if God ain't tell me he sent you, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> and, and, and I, because the thing about it is a lot of times we don't really look at our businesses as ministry because it's not in the church. At the end of the day, if God is sending people to you, that is your ministry. And it's up to you to cover those people, period. Yep. So whether it's a podcast, a book I'm selling, it's my, my obligation to make sure I am giving the people and putting people on my platform, give God's word and not flesh. <laughs> right. Absolutely. It's not that we are perfect. It's right. not that, you know, we wake up every day and be like, yes, God, we just going to be obedient to you every day. It, it's hard out in these streets. Hard. <laughs> but am I going to sacrifice? Do I want to sacrifice what I know that he has called? And he has given me plenty of wake up calls. Okay. But do I want to go back and sacrifice that? That's just like a kid that gets, you get a telltale the first time. I'm, right. You're testing me. I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to pinch you next time. And then the next time, I'm going to get that belt. I'm, right. I'm whooping you. Right. I don't want that from God. Like, it's a different type of belt with him. Right. I ain't trying that. I've been, I've been through my, I'm, I'm okay. I'm good, guy. I'm good. <laughs> I learned my lesson the first time. I don't need to touch the fire. I'm, Girl, not even that. I learned my, because I, like I told you, I'm a risk taker. So I learned a couple of times and he gave me grace. Okay. <laughs> This last time, I was like, okay, this is the last, last time. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. But he's such a a loving father, and that's what I love about him. So the last question is, um, what piece of advice would you give to a mom out there that feels like giving up right now? Mommy out there. Hear me now. 
don't give up. Don't give up, especially if you are, um, if you know that there's a God, then you know that God is hope, period. Amen. Whatever situation that you're, um, but if the love of God is so real, I, I feel like if you have yet to have that encounter with him, hmm. speak him so that you can have that encounter with him. James 8, and, and, and excuse me, it's James 4, verse 8, but I will never forget this. This is, I don't like, I don't quote a lot of scriptures because I don't know them, okay? But I know when, when I hear it, I know it, okay? Amen. James 4, 8, you draw near to me and I will draw near to you. I believe it. It's one thing to say God exists, yeah, sometimes, but when you believe in his word, when you, when you make it your reality, it is your life in any situation. You know that you will be victorious. You know that you will not be a victim of it because God said. I always repeat his word back to him because I feel like it helps me want to, be, to continuously believe it, but he loves that. He loves that you are able to, to quote him because it is very true what he is saying. And the fact that you're able to, to repeat it, it only means that you understand mm. that his grace sufficient the hope that he gives it is true paul paul i mean these stories in these bibles like you looking at your situation and you looked at their situation and you like bruh i'm good like right. like my situation is okay, okay? right like, can you imagine homeboy was like in a cave like he running away for how long right God, please protect me like he only, he not even in his home. You got a home. You were blessed with kids. He was alone. Like, you know, there are things in the Bible like that helps you really put things into practice. Like, it's like, okay, my situation ain't that, you know, it ain't that deep. Thank you, God. Right. You're going to get through it. You're going to get through it. Promise, promise you, promise, promise. If, if you're single, you got kids. Trust me, and your desire is to be married. Your desire is to have somebody with you and to care for you and all of that. First of all, know that God will take care of you no matter what. He is our father. And those kids who you are looking for father figures to fulfill, you know, fulfill with the father, father figures, let's not do that. Right. Because at the end of the day, God gave them to you. They, that's, their, that's his children. Amen. He will, they will never be fatherless. Never will be fatherless. God will preserve them. God will hold them and take care of them. The way you working right now, and you may not be working, but how are you still in a home? Right. How are you still in a home? And if you're homeless listening to this, how are you still able to listen to this? Right. You have to really just think outside of your situation and know that you will not stay there. That's not where you're going to, that's not what God has called you to do. That's not where God has placed you. You are there temporary. And if you just put that in your mind that I'm only here temporary and that God has a plan for my life, I promise you, you will gain the strength. You will gain boldness. You will gain assertiveness. You will understand truly. And in that, in that time, you will find your purpose because it was in my time of just in my dark time, in my darkest time that I found my purpose. Amen. So pray that. Amen. And after every storm, there's always sunshine. Always. And there's always a blessing. Always. always. 
Yep. yep. Amen. Well, Ruth, Joseph, I am so, so thankful for you being up here and sharing your gems, jewels, diamonds, and rubies with the people. If you could just once again tell everyone how they can reach you, uh, what it is you have coming up, and all of that good stuff, that would be great. Yes, yes, yes. Well, first of all, just I just want to say thank you for even putting me on your platform in front of your audience. This has been an amazing, and you know, this for me is like therapy, because you're never truly healed. It's a journey and you'll continue on and on. But I'm just so thankful for people um, like you that are giving me this, you know, opportunity to even share, you know, because I truly believe that by sharing my journey, by sharing my uh, experiences, that someone is touched by it and someone is maybe even going through that same situation that can really find hope. And even in my story that they find hope, they know that things will be better. Mm -hmm. um, but you can find me right now. I am currently rebranding because God done said I'm a whole relationship coach. And so I got the change <laughs> up. I was mama United underscore on Instagram, uh, mama United, uh, on Facebook as well. I have not changed it to, I am Ruth Joseph as of yet. So you can still find me on mama United underscore. I'm also on YouTube. I share a lot with my, about my kids, my hubby, when he wants me to. Um, so, yeah, you can catch me on all those uh, social media platforms. Oh, well, yeah, and I, I'm going to be in D, uh, D.C. I forgot about that, girl. You, you know, you got to, girl, you know, you got to give a little bit because God said you got to, you know, put them on blast a little bit. Uh, I'm going to be in, in D.C. on the 18th of May at the Moms Conference. It's called the Mom Friends. And they got me on a panel talking about motherhood and, and after, um, after having a baby, how you should kind of get your groove back and things like that with your hubby. Um, so, yeah, I am excited about that because I'm just like, Dinga, okay, I see you. Wow. Yes. yes. Well, I live in uh, Virginia Beach, which is not, close from DC, um, not too far from D.C., but I think those tickets are sold out because I actually looked into them. They are sold out. They um, are. So I'm excited. I'm really excited um, for what's to come. And I'm just, girl, y'all finna be on this ride too, honey. Yes. Yes. Well, I am so excited for you. Um, and once again, thank you so much to my audience and my listeners. Thank you so much for being on this journey of realizing destiny with me. Um, until next time. Prayer is such an important part of every area of our lives. And that's what we're doing here with Realizing Destiny podcast, we are just showing you guys how important prayer is in every area of our life. So if you yourself is in a particular space in life where you want to elevate your relationship with God, if you want to discern God's voice for yourself so that he can reveal to you your identity and also your purpose, I strongly encourage you to go to www.realizingdestiny.com and sign up for a one-on-one -on -one session with me. Because once you do that, God will be able to reveal himself to you in a way that he's never been able to do it. In those sessions, I share with you guys a, a template, a system that God has given me specifically from him that has allowed me to hear from him every single time I do it in a form of journal praying. So I want to share that with as many people as possible. So if you feel like you are in that spot or you know someone that is in that spot, go to www.realizingdestiny.com and at least sign up for a 15-minute consultation that is free where you can ask me specific questions of how it goes, how it works and all of that stuff like that. Um, but if you don't want to do that, but you want access to the template, I also offer the template in a notebook 
Um, so the template is included in a notebook step-by-step of how I talk to God every single day, how he literally led, guide me and directs me in my business, how he was able to take me out of corporate and start a business of my own that is flourishing every single day. Go to www.realizingdestiny.com and there is the notebook. It is very inexpensive and it will truly change every area of your life. Also feel free to join me Monday through Friday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at www.instagram.com backslash realizing underscore destiny, where I go live and pray for people publicly. You just put your prayer request in the comments and I will lift them up to you, to the Lord for you right there. I don't wait. I don't pray about it later. I pray for people live right there. You can also submit your prayer request at www.realizingdestiny.com. It'll say submit prayer request. Go ahead and submit your request beforehand and you'll be at the top of the list to get your prayer request lifted up. But I just truly want everyone to encounter God for themselves because once you have that real encounter with God, he will be able to reveal himself to you in such a way that you cannot deny. And he will be able to reveal to you your identity that he had crafted for you before you were in your mother's womb and reveal to you your purpose, your career, your significant other, your just everything in your life. How could we possibly think that God has a purpose and a plan for our lives, but we don't go to the source. We don't go to him to find out the steps of how to achieve that purpose and that plan. Well, guys, once again, thank you so much for tuning in. I love you all. And until next time.